You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode number eight. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, Supermoms. I hope you're doing well. I just got back from a wonderful long weekend visiting my firstborn, who's a freshman at university. And I have two things I want to share with you. One is when your kids start applying for colleges, make sure they apply. Apply to a college that you enjoy visiting (laughs) Uh, because I had such a fabulous time where he's located by the San Juan Islands in Washington State, really not far from the Canadian border. If you have not been up there, oh my goodness, it is one of the most beautiful places I've seen. And this is in the dead of winter, so (laughs) I can imagine in the summertime how gorgeous it is. If you haven't been up there, make a plan to go visit. It's beautiful. But today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about asking for help. So Meredith wants to know, why is it so hard for me to ask for help? So we'll be answering that question. We'll talk about the supermom kryptonite of the day, a secret energy drain that you might not know is making you tired, and give you a supermom power boost to give you a little more energy. Today's question comes from Meredith. I've got three kids, ages one, three, and five. My oldest has special needs. Recently, I got the flu and was totally out of it. Before I could fully recuperate, my kids all got sick. It's been two weeks and I'm exhausted. Total zombie mommy, barely functioning, and yet I still cannot bring myself to ask for help. My parents live nearby. I've got friends and neighbors who I'm sure would step in, but I struggle I will die on the sword before I admit I can't do it all by myself. What is the deal? If my friend was in a similar situation, I would love to take her kids for a couple hours or cook her dinner. Why can't I allow others to extend me the same courtesy? Well, I absolutely love this question. (laughs) And usually on the podcast, I start with a parent educator answer. So parent education offers helpful advice and insights into child development and parenting strategies that work for mom and kiddos. In this case, Meredith knows what she wants and knows what she needs to do. She just can't bring herself to do it. So for this, we're going to dive straight into the life coaching. We want to look into the feeling that is coming up for Meredith when she asks for help. So I want you to think about this. When you go to ask for help, what is the feeling you're trying not to feel? Because the only reason anyone does anything is because of the feeling we imagine it will give us. We want to win the lottery because we imagine feeling totally free, filled with endless possibilities. Many people avoid asking for what they want because when they do, they feel vulnerable and they feel afraid of rejection. Many supermoms have the idea that they are supposed to be able to do it all easily and well. Supermoms avoid asking for help because it brings up the feeling of 
little embarrassment that we have failed at achieving effortless perfection. When we have the emotions of possible public humiliation, vulnerability, and failure coursing through our veins, it is a recipe for inaction. Nobody likes feeling these, so we go back into our comfort zone, curl up into a ball, and ride it out. Even though these feelings are coming from thoughts that are untrue, like I have to do everything right and I can't make a mistake, we still need to allow these emotions to move through us. Why? Why do we have to feel these feelings if they're so negative and uncomfortable? It's because trying to resist an emotion is exhausting. It's one of the biggest energy drains. It's kind of like a pot of water boiling on the stove. Okay, you've got a negative emotion. It's boiling. (laughs) It's hot. When you put a lid on it, it does not make the boiling go away. In fact, it kind of gets louder and messier, eventually spilling over or burning the pan. So before Meredith can take action, she needs to allow these emotions to move through her. But it's so hard for us because nobody likes feeling embarrassed. Even if it's coming from this you know, false thinking, like I should be able to do it all myself and I shouldn't have to ask for help. It still is worth allowing that feeling to move through because it's there, right? So the way we do this is we ask ourselves, what does embarrassment feel like in my body? Where in my body do I feel it? So when you're doing this, your brain's going to want to run away. So make sure you keep your breathing slow and steady while noticing how the emotion manifests in the body. Okay, so the breathing is going to keep your brain go from going into the fight or flight state, which is what its habit is. Usually when you feel embarrassment or shame or guilt, you want to run away. You don't want to feel this feeling. And so you keep busy and you distract yourself, but we want to actually allow this feeling to be there. So we're going to have to manage our breathing and keep it slow and calm while noticing. What does embarrassment feel like? Does it feel warm or cold? Does it feel heavy, tight? Does it feel like a solid, a liquid, or a gas? So if you can right now think about What embarrasses you? What's the feeling you try not to feel if you're asking for help? And then just notice in your body where you feel it, what it feels like, and see if it feels like a solid mass, a liquid, or a gas. Ask yourself enough questions to get a really clear image of it. Your brain will not want to do this. (laughs) You will be tempted to think. In fact, right now, you're probably just taking this information in intellectually and not actually doing the exercise. That's totally normal. It's much easier to do this with a life coach. So you'll be tempted to think, analyze, judge, interpret, or just change the subject. When your brain goes into fight or flight, very often you'll just want to like change seats or move around, or you might be turning off this podcast (laughs) because you're like, I don't want to pay attention to my body. But if you can keep your full attention on the physical sensations in your body without going into your head, it will dissipate. And that's what we want. We want it to move through us. And so that's, you do each emotion one at a time. So let's say you start with embarrassment. 
then you try vulnerability. Same thing. Pay attention to the differences between embarrassment and vulnerability. Are they similar? Are they different? Is one in the solar plexus and the other one in the throat? Try it again with failure. What does failure feel like? When you understand the process of allowing emotions, you are free to do anything you want because there is no fear. Think about it for a minute. What would you do if you could not care what people thought? What would you do differently if you absolutely had no fear? That's when we come to life. That's when we are free. The worst thing that will ever happen to you is a negative emotion. So learning how to allow emotions to move through you will set you free. You will feel such confidence knowing that you can handle anything that comes your way. But if you're like most people, they avoid feeling their feelings and they don't want to do it. (laughs) That's why they have a life coach to help them process it. But once Meredith, if she was to do this processing the emotion, once she's processed it, then she can take a look at the thought that's causing this negative emotion. It's probably going to be something like, I have to do everything right, or I should be able to do this on my own. Certainly, our supermom culture supports this thinking. But is it true that you have to do everything right? Is it helpful to think I should be able to do this on my own, even when I'm sick, even when my kids are sick? Would you ever say that to another mom with three sick kids who's still recuperating herself? Would you ever tell her, you should be able to do this on your own? You shouldn't need to ask for help. No, we would not say that to another struggling mama. Why? Because it's not nice. (laughs) So why is it okay to say it to ourselves, right? We've got to make sure we're being kind to ourselves. It feels good to help others, especially when they need it and they appreciate it. If you have a friend who is overwhelmed and having a hard time and asks you for help, how do you feel? Do you feel resentful and put upon? Chances are you don't. Most of us are happy to help. It increases positive emotions. You feel happier and your friend gets to feel grateful. When we don't ask for help, we're creating more negative emotions. We're exhausted, our kids are cranky, nobody's happy. Does our world need more negative emotions? No. We need more positivity. Saying no when someone offers help is interrupting the flow of kindness and positivity. It's kind of like this. When the clerk at the grocery store offers to carry your groceries and you say, no, I got it. Thanks. It's kind of like saying, I reject your kindness and refuse to allow you to feel good about yourself today. That's what we do. We do it because we like the feeling of being a super mom. We're like, look at me. I'm juggling three kids, a shopping cart, and 10 grocery bags. I can do it all. And so we get to feel like the hero. But when we choose stoic heroism over gratitude and appreciation, we cut off the flow of kindness and support that is trying to uplift our energy. It is in giving that we receive but it is in receiving that we give. And so to say I can only give and not receive is totally out of balance. 
Asking for help is humbling, but not because we need help. Of course, Meredith can do it all. She was doing exactly that. It's humbling because it's admitting that we aren't perfect as our current culture suggests that we should be. We are swimming in perfectionism in our culture, especially for women and girls. I see this in teenage girls a lot. But it's so commonplace that we don't even know it. So we really want to take a stand against this perfectionistic culture. And so receiving help is a rebellious act. Therefore, it takes courage. It's taking a stand and saying, I am human. I like support. I like community. I like time by myself. I want, as a mother, a reciprocal amount of giving and receiving. Our culture is out of balance, and my inner mommy wisdom is saying so. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is, you guessed it, perfectionism. Most people don't really think of themselves as perfectionists because their house isn't immaculate. It's usually the association. But for perfectionism is really more about all or nothing thinking. I either do everything right or I'm a total loser. I'm either a good mom or I'm a bad mom. So trying to perfect is exhausting because it's impossible to achieve. We're never going to get there. The moms and daughters in our culture are swimming in perfectionism and they don't even know it. When everyone else thinks that they have to do everything right, it just feels normal. And I think we get a lot of beliefs around, not only do I have to do everything right, but I have to enjoy it all too. So it's like pressure on top of it. So instead, give yourself permission to be an imperfect human. How do we do this? We celebrate mistakes. We learn to laugh at our mistakes, at ourselves. We learn to praise our effort rather than our results. Try this. Sit around your dinner table with your family and compete to see who made the biggest mistake. Who can brag about the biggest mess they made (laughs) by trying something that didn't work. It's a challenging thing to recognize the perfection in the imperfection. But it's more genuine than trying to be some idealized and flawless version of yourself. So usually it's easier to see this like at somebody's funeral. After they've passed away, the stories that they tell are kind of about their imperfect side, you know, their quirkiness, the things that made them unique and silly and funny. And that, those are the stories that people tell. And so when someone passes, we can see the perfection in their imperfection. And so why not see it in ourselves? That the things that people are going to talk about after we're gone are the imperfect sides of ourselves, the goofy, the weird, the strange, the funny and in our kids as well. Like those are things we appreciate about them is their imperfection and that there's perfection in that imperfection. Today's Supermom Power Boost is to practice receiving. Okay, Supermoms, <laughs> listen up. 
when your life is all about giving and taking care of others, it's great. You feel needed. You feel purposeful. You got a reason to get up in the morning, but it's exhausting to balance out all the giving, giving, giving we do. One must receive. For some of this, it takes deliberate practice. It can be really kind of scary for some people, like I think it is for Meredith, to ask for help, right? Like, it takes courage. Courage does not feel good. (laughs) It gets a good rap, but when you're feeling courageous, it's a pretty yucky feeling. So practice receiving in small little ways. Say yes if somebody offers their help, like that grocery store clerk. Say thank you when someone offers a compliment, even if you disagree with it. You're going to try and receive it as a gift rather than like, oh, no, I don't look that great, blah, 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 deflect like we normally do. You're going to just say thank you and actually imagine yourself receiving it like a gift. Ask for and receive a massage. So this could be a paid massage or just somebody in your family. And just practice, when they touch you, practice receiving their energy. Indulge in sensory pleasures. So this can be wine tasting or some really delicious food, spending time in nature, curling up in front of a fire with a good book, listening to beautiful music, or indulging in an afternoon nap. So when we indulge our sensory pleasures, we are receiving. It doesn't have to be from another person. We can be receiving it from the earth, (laughs) from nature. Write yourself a thank you note and give yourself a thank you gift. And I want you to really like write yourself a long note. Say, why are you grateful for you? Like, it's okay to thank yourself for being such an amazing mom and doing so much for your family. Maybe you really appreciate the way you take care of your family. Write it down and send it to yourself in the mail. (laughs) Practice receiving. That is my super mom power boost of the day. Today's quote, accepting help is a sign of strength. Asking for it is a sign of maturity by Talgar. Thank you so much for listening. I will love you and leave you. You have a wonderful day. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.